What's up, y'all? This is Nina Perez, and this is Straight Talk, No Sugar Added. And I know that you are here to listen to the best humans on the planet to grow, challenge, and transform your thinking. Let's do this. And I got such a, this guy is so cool. So I've been talking to him a little bit behind stage and I really love his energy and everything he's about. So I am so glad to bring him to you. And his name is Lawrence Lotz and he's an entrepreneur and a property addict, a podcast host on the Wolf of Queen Street podcast. He, he has over 200,000 downloads. His claim to fame, and I love this when I read it, his claim to fame is that he outranked Gary V for a week as the number one business podcast i freaking love that because i am not there yet y'all why am i not there yet y'all all right so she has the number one podcast for a week and is the you know for the number one business podcast which is awesome but you know what's really cool about this guy he survived a brain tumor and financial ruin and it made him a better person and you guys know we have got to get into that so lawrence thank you for being on straight talk i appreciate your time how are you I'm amazing. Thank you so much for um, for that intro. At, 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 I always struggle um, as a podcast um, host myself. Um, Nina, I'm sure you, when you sit on the other side of the table and someone's like, oh, listen, it's this person. And they've done these amazing things. And you're like, that's not me. Are you right. sure you're talking, are you sure you're talking <laughs> about so me? Right? And, I, and so I, always, I always find it so weird. when someone, But thank you so much for that intro. It's amazing. And I'm um, so excited to be on the show. Yeah, well, I'm glad you're here. And I totally know what you're talking about. When people are talking about all of the things I've accomplished, I'm like, damn, that's me? Shoot. <laughs> now I got to show up, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, Lawrence, um, I know that I said a lot of little things on your bio, mm -hmm. uh, but I do want to get to know you a little bit more. And I know my audience does, too. So tell us a little bit more about who Lawrence is. Who are you, sir? Who are you? So obviously, as you said, I'm Lawrence Lotz, I'm born in Cape Town, South Africa. I'm sitting actually in front of a, um, a hand painting of a Table Mountain from Cape Town. Oh, um, but now I'm permanently based in Auckland, New Zealand. Um, brought up in a, a, a successful family, a very well-driven um, family from my parents, driv um, um, striving me to move forward and always look for um, the better in myself. Um, so I grew up in, in that situation as a young kid and a teenager of going, Lawrence, always look for the better, always look for the better, always strive forward. Um, also growing up in South Africa, you have to either move forward or you get consumed, unfortunately, by the culture, the politics, the uh, the violence and everything else that sits around in South Africa, you know, 20 years ago or more. Um, so you had to um, keep pushing forward. So you have a lot yeah. of this innate built into you about, I have to strive, I have to go forward. And that's where sometimes, depending where you are in the world, people might meet South Africans and they go, oh, they're a little bit arrogant or they're a little bit outspoken. And it's not that we're, it's not that we're arrogant sometimes. It's just that we, we always run at 100 miles an hour. Yeah. So we, we never slow down and we never like uh, realize that we've got a fault and stuff because for the life that we brought up, we just like, we've got to move forward or life will catch us. Right. So, so going through this, into my teens, um, then started. I started my first business when I was fifteen. I went to I went to a boarding school and I realized that there was no um, place for a tuck shop or a place to buy lollies and sweets for uh, you know three hundred kids in the boarding school. And then I found a local supplier that was supplying their products to all the main retailers, but it was damaged box labels packaging, so that they couldn't on sell it. Um, so I would buy the same product at about one tenth the cost. And then would sell it three times markup, but to <laughs> my friends, they were paying 60, 70% discount. 
but I was making 300% on everything I was selling. Right. So as a, as a 15, as a 15 year old, I had my first business and it got so big by the time, um, a few years, um, in continuously in high school, I had runners, I had three or four kids working for me, collecting the money, dropping off the stuff. And And it got crazy that it was literally like, uh, half a half an average salary on a weekly basis, or half an average adult salary on a weekly basis as wow. a 15, 16 year old kid. Um, and then that 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 kept my mind going, cool, I can do this, I can be successful, pick it up um in my teens, into my twenties. Um, and and that continued. So I wanted to uh, be married young. So I got I got engaged young and I got married young. I had both my kids by the time I was in my in my twenties, uh, or um um, everything else. I wanted to get into the property. So I bought my first property in my early 20s. I wanted to become a, a property investor was one of my next goals. So a couple of years later, still in my 20s, I'd become into the property investment game. And it was all of these things that to me, I was like, cool, I'm going to put it in front of me and I'm going to knock it down. I'm going to put it in front mm. of me and knock it down. Now, the challenge you get with this, and I can look back and say to me exactly, is I hadn't been humbled yet in life because everything I'd put in front of me was just, I was knocking You're it out. Knocking so it, yeah. I'm unstoppable. Nothing can get in my way. And my version of myself in my 20s, I think back now, and there's a reason why, unfortunately, a lot of the circles of friends I had in my 20s aren't around now because they would have just hung around for me five minutes and gone, he's not fun. He's egotistical, big-headed, talks about all this stuff, but doesn't really care about a lot of other people. And I never saw that myself until the stage when – I got a couple of years, um, 2018 came around or the end of 2018 when I launched my Wolf of Queen Street a podcast. Just just the name of it itself is my vision of success and money was Jordan Belfort. So I named myself the Wolf of Queen Street, which is the main street in Auckland, compared to the Wolf of Wall Street. Right. And I thought that was the whole status. I mean, I had a friend the other day on a show that I was doing. He goes, you know that Jordan Belfort's been divorced like multiple times and in jail and he's one of the, he was one of the most corrupt people but my vision of success and all of that was was that piece. Wow. And that's powerful. Yeah, yeah. so I, I launched that thinking that's the way my path should take me. And then less than a year later, 2018 going into 2019, is where I went through, um, got diagnosed with a, a golf ball-sized brain tumor. Uh, wow. Less than six weeks after realizing this, I had to go into surgery on my birthday, um, 2019, 26th of June, 2019, on my birthday, wow. I had to go in um, and try and celebrate to be alive. And that started my path of where the world humbled me from 2019 continuously because I my insurance didn't pay out. So I within six months, everything I had, all the success, the money, everything else was gone. Gone. Um, so, so that paid out. Um, I bounced on a mortgage um, January 2020. Um, I also had to come out publicly or myself and my wife came out publicly in January 2020 and said, hey, the side effects of my um, condition that I live with now is so different that I've changed that we don't see eye to eye and we're not sure as a as a married couple, we're going to make it through. And it got, to, it got to the point of it was January 2020 into February 2020 where I literally had everything. It was just financial ruin. Not sure if I was going to have my family. Not sure how I was going to go forward. And I got to that point of where I see I hit bottom. Mm-hmm. I hit the dark, the darkest point I could ever done and hit the bottom there. And I had to somehow figure out a way. Um, as I say, there's two doors. When you hit that darkness at the bottom, there's a door out. 
and there's a door there's a door unfortunately some people take and because they don't have it or they don't have an option to take that door out and luckily enough i was able to find a door out to get out of that situation and get me to where i am today yeah so that is a very deep story and not that long ago not that long ago right <laughs> yeah not yeah, that long i, I still think uh, yeah just over three my surgery yeah. was just over three years ago three and a half wow. years ago let, let's talk about that a little bit like mm -hmm. were you what happened there were you getting headaches were you just not being able to do what was going on what happened yeah so yeah so 2018 um was actually quite a big year for me and my family uh we traveled the world multiple times we did sort of amazing we did all these amazing things in 2018 which again fed the ego right and right. it's like the photos is, i was i was in new york and then i was in vegas and i was at I was in the Gold Coast in Australia and I was doing all these other sort of amazing things and, and, and experiences. So I got to sort of the end of December of 2018 and I started feeling a little bit off um, 20, um, um, December into January. And I said to myself, okay, maybe maybe the year was too big. I was like, maybe I'm a, I'm partially hungover from the year that I've just had. And I, I just right. I wasn't feeling all good there. My energy levels were... Uh, a bit waning. Um, I wasn't feeling to go exercise or train, and I just felt a bit off. And um, us males, um, me putting my hand up and acknowledging, and it's a major issue we have, is we don't like going, hey, something's wrong. Right. We don't like saying, right. hey, something's actually, I'm not sure, and then going, hey, I think I need to go to my GP. Yeah, my I was going to say, right? yeah, you guys don't do that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we I don't do that, right? the country you're at, you <laughs> yeah. don't do that. <laughs> no one, you're right, correct. So, yeah, so it got to sort of, must have been February, uh, yeah, February, March, oh, sorry, beginning part of February, and it really started still playing at me, and I was sitting with my wife, and, and we finally, I said, okay, 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 I'll just go to my GP and just say, hey, What's happening? I'm getting older. I'm putting on a bit of weight. Is it just all part of life that it's telling me to slow down? And then through that process, in the initial step, is they did blood tests. And then they realized that um, what they found in my, my blood was a hormone called prolactin, which is a hormone that's produced by um, breastfeeding moms. And then what happened was my level wasn't just this, the, the level of a breastfeeding mom, but it was four times the level. Oh, wow. of a, a breastfeeding mom and they were like hold on this a you're not you you're not changing or going through anything at the right. moment and right you shouldn't be having any of that. right yeah, yeah um and therefore we shouldn't see we shouldn't see yeah. a this hormone in your body or b also the levels um, and that's sort of the process of them going okay why why is that there um and then i spent the next sort of four to six weeks through specialists and specialists till they finally found the um the golf ball size brain tumor Wow. Wow. What was that moment for you? What was that moment? Because that must have been so scary. Right? Yeah. The, so. so yeah, so so the moment the moment of that was go we, we went from my GP to a specialist, and then the specialist said to me originally, goes, Hey, there's this common this common thing that you get a very, very small growth close to your pituitary pituitary gland, which is the, the gland at the bottom of your brain that controls um, your hormones and um, all that other stuff that males don't understand but females totally stand, uh, understand, right? So we don't understand uh, um, how hormones work in a, in a guy's body. Um, so there's a, this, this common small growth you get then you can take medication and actually dissolves and falls away. So I originally thought it was quite weird that you could find this common growth in my brain. But I was like, right. okay, that's fine. So what he said to me is go and have an MRI scan the next week, it was a Tuesday or Wednesday morning. And he says, okay, and then I'll see you a week later. 
So I was like, fine, all good. So I went and had the MRI scan um, the Tuesday, Wednesday morning, first slot. So it was 7.30, 8, 8.30, somewhere around there. Had the MRI scan and within, straight afterwards, so within an hour of that MRI scan, my specialist calls me and he goes, Lawrence, I don't want to see you next week. I want to see you tomorrow morning first thing. At 8 a.m. tomorrow morning, I want to see you. And my my hair stands up on my neck, my arms at the moment, and I feel all, I, I can remember I remember that clearing. And I remember at that moment by him telling me, "You can't wait seven days to see me. I've mm. got to see you in hours." I knew something mm-hmm. wasn't okay, mm-hmm. and I knew right there my life had changed. Mm-hmm. And obviously, so, obviously, we yeah. went in the next morning. Yeah, what happened? So we walked in the next morning. Obviously, myself and my wife had no idea what was what is going on, but we knew something's up. So we're really anxious, really nervous, walking in at the moment. Um, so we sit down with the specialist. He goes, hey, Lawrence had an MRI. And um, I think the wife cracked a joke like, oh, did you find that Lawrence has actually got brains? And, you know, this whole sort of, you yeah. know, trying, trying to, to break lighten up the, the mood. Yeah. Lighten up the mood and everything. And he's like, yeah, yeah, um, it is. And then he, he brought up the, the slides. And I've actually got the photos of the slides um, in my phone and on my, I've, I've got it as part of what I am, so I can always look at it. And then he said, hey, here's, here's your brain. And right in the middle there, um, there was these two white white dots or quite white blobs. And what it was, was a brain tumor that had encased itself right around my pituitary gland. It literally wrapped itself oh, wow. around. Um, and like you said, it was a golf ball size. Or, or let me say, at that stage, they said it was a golf ball size that actually ended up being bigger. And it was right around the pituitary gland. It was pushing against my optic nerve and against my carotid artery running in the back, uh, you know, through the back. The carotid arteries, anyone that knows um, horror movies will not be well aware of that. Um, and unbeknownst to myself, it was pushing so much on my optic nerve, I had lost 30% of my sight at that stage. Wow. Um, I had no idea that over the over the period of how long this growth had this tumor had been growing, my sight had been closing in on me. Uh, wow. My peripheral vision was um, was almost almost gone. Like I had to get tested afterwards to see how bad it was, and they said to me, "You're within a month of uh, legally not being able to drive anymore." And wow. I, and because it was so slow and steady, I never picked you up never on it. Never noticed it. And never never noticed it. But something funny enough, hindsight, right? Hindsight, you always pick it up. I'd been struggling that year with a lot of neck pain and shoulder pain. And when I look back, the reason was when I spoke to them, they said what it was is because I'd lost all my peripheral vision. So imagine all that. Instead of me being able to naturally see something, I actually had to turn. Turn. So all of, so all of a sudden, I had to turn more or use my body more and um, because I couldn't see as much as I was used to seeing. Right. Isn't that interesting, right? Like the little subtle things that happens that you don't even recognize you even mm-hmm. do as a habit. Like it's when you like have an injury, right? Like say you mm-hmm. have an arm injury and you're constantly now using your other arm and not realizing yep. that you're doing that, you know? So that's so, that must've been a really scary moment for you and your wife um, because you don't know what's next, right? You don't know what's next. Did you have to go into surgery right away? Uh, uh, a couple of weeks later. Yeah. So at that moment, when when they mentioned that, that was the moment where someone said to us, we don't know where I realized, I don't know where I'm going to be next month, next right. week, next year. There was that sort of realization. And unfortunately, again, being male, 
and also because it moved so fast, I was exceptionally bad at communicating how I felt and talking about it. So uh, my wife went through all of these, you know, all these emotions and I literally just kept quiet. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm fine. I just kept quiet. And and you want to know the funny side of it is she normally watches most of the interviews I do because then she can pick up what I'm feeling through the interviews or what oh, I talk wow. about. And, that, and that's how she learns. Because again, us males, I'd rather talk to a camera and go, hey, by the way, this is what's going on. Yeah. Than actually in yeah. front of someone going, hey, by the way, this is what's going on. So again, it's a male issue, which I'm, I'm trying to help trying to help resolve it within myself and also help other uh, male um, community members out there as well. But we waited a couple of weeks. And the reason why we waited a couple of weeks was the the best surgeon in the country was on leave for a few weeks. Um, and he, and he could pick me up on, on the first day back, he could, ha- he could um, do me. So, uh, so I could either go straight away into surgery into, let's just say sort of someone top 10, or I could wait another two weeks and get the best surgeon in our country so right i spoke to my specialist right. and he said hey we got to move quickly but two weeks is fine or three weeks is fine you can you can wait to get that um that specialist yeah and uh, all went well did all go well did they take it all yeah yeah so that yeah all, all went as best as it could be um they took it out it was actually larger than the golf ball at that stage they had to remove my pituitary gland so ah. I, I i i can't regulate my own hormones um sort of the the side effects from coming out of it is i um and it's stuff I'm still learning at the moment. And this is a lot of the stuff that triggered why myself, why I became a different person to my wife and things like that is I will have, um, I'll have very manic, almost manic depressive days or time periods. So I'll have days where um, I'm angry. I can't talk to my family. I can't talk to my kids. I just can't see ITI. Right. Um, I've got other, I've got other days where um, I can't get out of bed. Um, so, um, that I just literally, I'll say to my wife, she knows now I'm like, Hey, I'm, 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 I'm done for today. It'll be like seven or eight o'clock in the morning. I'm like, I'm not going anywhere today. And literally I'll stay in bed till the next day. But then the next day I'm, I'm perfectly fine. But I go through these, these cycles as sort of the side effects, um, from that. Um, and it, and it just comes and goes. And, and the joke of it was one of the conditions my insurance didn't pay out was they told me that I'm healthy and I've got no problems the rest of my life. And I was like, well, I might disagree. I might disagree with you on that one. <laughs> yeah, like uh hello, the brain. It was the brain, right? Yeah. It's not like it's not like they took a lump out of your arm. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, the brain affects a lot of our lives, right? And especially when you're tampering or tinkering with the brain, mm-hmm. anything can happen. Yeah. You know, I didn't even know you can live without a pituitary gland. I I didn't know that. Um yes. so Yeah, so you you have to obviously be medicated um yeah. Uh, so yeah so there's so like afterwards when it happened there's like a list of hormones your body needs to produce you know depending on your age your gender and what you want to achieve at this stage of your life they go cool these are the six most important these are the these are the three not most important items and so forth and then and then you can take medication for each one of those but the joke of it is that some the medication for the items on the top negates the stuff at the bottom so literally mm-hmm. like you can't you can't have it all so like to have have to have certain things to make it that I'm as healthy and strong and all the rest of it um, negated the, the possibility if I ever wanted further future kids, for example. Right. Um, right. And so, and then if you wanted to reverse that, then you had to come off the other stuff that was making you tick along. 
Versailles. Right. What what an experience. What a humbling experience in your life, right? Because you were mentioning in the, at the top of this uh, interview how healthy and strong you were and how much you mm -hmm. did and, you know, how much everything in front of you knocked it down. So yeah. talk about a complete shift in your life, right? Now, you did mention something where you said, I was in a dark place and I mm -hmm. saw a door, right? So yeah. talk to me about that. What was that door? What was that light that you saw that mm -hmm. made you decide to start thinking about life differently so yeah so my surgery was june um i was recovering all the way through 2019 to the end part of um, 2019 and this is when it came into sort of january 2020 um where uh, bounced on a mortgage came up publicly with myself and my wife and just uh, and it got to that point where i i couldn't i couldn't see a way out i don't know i don't know how we're going to pay bills the next week or the next month um i just I don't know how, where to go from it. And at that stage, I remembered, I remembered. So what I say to a lot of people is in, in the darkest, when you're in your darkest moment, mm -hmm. if you're willing, if you're willing, you will see the smallest glimmer of a light. If you're willing and you're looking for it. So for me, I was looking and I was thinking and I was trying to, and my smallest glimmer of my, my light was, I remembered a couple of months before that, even while I was recovering, um, I love giving up my time. So I went and crewed at an event. I went and crewed at a Grand Cadone event in Auckland. Um, I was backstage as part of the crew. I was still recovering. I, was, I was still wasn't healed up from, but you couldn't, see, you couldn't see it from the outside. So a lot of people there had no idea I'd gone through brain surgery and everything else. But right. I wanted to give back some of my time and I wanted to sort of try and find myself um, through that. But I remembered meeting some people at this event that thought a little bit differently from me but showed ways of living, ways forward. They showed amazing insights and knowledge. And sort of I looked at them and went, that's amazing. Like the, they are amazing what they're doing, what they're trying to achieve and what they're trying to do. And like, how can I pick anything up from that? And that's mm -hmm. what I remember when I met them that, uh, um, in that sort of September and then in, in January, February is when I thought of it. I remember those couple of people. I remember those couple of human beings. And I actually reached out to them and I didn't ask them for help. I begged them for help. I reached out to a handful of them and I said, this is my situation. I have nowhere to go. I do not know where to go. I don't know what to do. I, I'm, I'm at rock bottom. And a handful of them um, picked me up and said, great, come along. And wow. helped me step on step. I had a person that came in to help me with my financials and get that under control um, to be able to A, pay the next month. And then move the next month and then move the next month. I brought, I got other people that came in and just sort of um, helped me and centered me and had to keep knocking me. I still had a bit of the, hey, I'm unstoppable. So sort of had to try and center me more to understand what was important and work through all of that sort of 2020 um, wow. to get to, to get to sort of the model where I am today. And they all, they all, all part of my circle right now. And they're literally part of my brand and further that I introduce people into because in my darkest moment, um, I, you know, obviously I, I, I had my family and everything else, but in the darkest moment, when I needed a, a mentor or someone in the business or um, someone in that side, these are the people that um, I, they were helped me when, when I had to, and I begged for it. You know, what's so powerful about that is the community, right? The fact that, mm -hmm. and I, I hope that people who are listening, who are struggling, realize that there are people out there that really do want to help because we're mm -hmm. not alone, right? Lawrence, we're not alone. And for you to actually look at that and say, you know, let me reach out to them. 
I'm not going to ask. I'm going to beg for them to help. Mm -hmm. But it also shows character on their part, because if they were at this event, right, at the Grand Cardone event or these events that you were at, they mm -hmm. were there to impact lives. This was yeah. you calling them at mm -hmm. their game, right? Yeah. This was you saying, this is what I heard you say. Are you mm -hmm. this person? Yeah. Right. That is so freaking amazing. Right. That is, I mean, mm -hmm. just think about that just for a second, like how powerful that is that you were able to be in a place that so you were in a room with people, right. That you can reach mm -hmm. out to. Like yeah. I always say, you know, you need to be in a room where you can stand. Right. Mm -hmm. If you have to bend down to be in the room, it's the wrong room. Right. Yeah. And so when you were in that room, you were in a room with people that inspired you, obviously. Mm -hmm. And we're yep. also there, even though they weren't there physically at that darkest moment of your life, they were there, right? How mm -hmm. cool is that, Lawrence? So then tell me now about what that means for your brand, right? So you said they were an intricate part of pulling you out and building that brand that you're building today. So talk to me about that brand. What is that? So obviously, um, you know, the Wolf of Queen Street, uh, the brand itself went into before this situation was the, the right. podcast brand and wanted to interview the best um, entrepreneurs in the world and learn the secrets. But in, but in the back of my mind, it was like, I wanted to learn everything and I wanted to grow and be rich and famous and all the rest of it. And it was that whole um, me, me, me situation um, until I went through 2019 into 2020 and realized that, hold on, it's not about me. Um, <laughs> all the money and success in the world wouldn't have changed what happened. Uh, I wouldn't right. have not had a brain tumor. I would have not had all that stuff. Um, and now thinking about it is if I've gone through it and I believed I had a bit of luxury and a bit of stuff in front of me, what about the people that don't? Right. What about the what about the people that are that are fighting day to day? How do they get the support? How do they get what they need to do? So I went in with my brand, I went to sort of a refocus within it. Within it still, it's niches. So my niches are property, um, property, social media, and business. Um, so I either, depending where you've seen my brand over a period, I might focus a three to six months on um, the property market and get into the property game. Or um, I might focus a three to six months on social media, whether it's launching Instagram or getting monetized on YouTube and all the rest of it. But it came in the circle of, I wanted to do this and I wanted to do this for the community out in the world or whoever wanted it. Um, as I see a lot of people out there at the moment, they're like, cool, we want to change the world. We want to change a million lives. And I can tell you, I went to the situation that some people changed just me as one person's life. Right, right. And, and my mentality now is in the sense of I'm just trying to go out and change one person's life right. at this moment in what they need. And sometimes it might not even be within my pillars, but someone might reach out because they've seen me on another show and go, hey, Lawrence, I'm really struggling at the moment. Um, um, I've had people off the back of other shows that are struggling with uh, mental health or they're, they're struggling in a financial hole. And we'll have a chat and a discussion. And what we'll do is because I was given the privilege of a powerful network that saved me, anyone that's within my network becomes, I, I willingly share that to someone that comes to me. So That's someone really says, hey, great. I need help in this and that. I'm like, great. The best person I would call, if I had a call, that my situation is this person. So call them today and say, I sent you and they'll look after you. Um, so I have built the brand um, in 22, a strong point around those three pillars, um, um, socially building up uh, large in my brand, but also taking on and clients that obviously in the New Zealand market, I want to get in the property space. We've got one of the hottest markets, overpriced markets, most unaffordable markets. So how does the mom and pop 
the person at the top of the hill can always afford it, but how does the mom and pop afford it? Right. Um, so so I, I've, I've come in there and, um, again, been humbled and trying to give back to the community that I should have paid more about is the most of the companies play in sort of 20 to 30 grand space. So they'll charge a client what the services I offer at 20 to $30,000 to do those services. And for 2022, I made a, I made a decision in 2022 and first of January that I would do their services at no cost. So I'll wow, save my clients $30,000. Um, mm-hmm. And as much as I'd love to take it into 2023 or what I've done is I'm launch, I'm having to help build the brand bigger and also covers some of my time. Yeah. I'm just launching a very exceptionally low ticket price to still get access to me um, of 200 New Zealand dollars a month, or it's about 100 and change USD um, to have access to me f- as much as you want. As much as you want to phone me and email me and mentor you and take you through each one of my pillars or each one of my courses, that's all that uh, is a necessity to allow my brand to build bigger. Um, and also to allow some people just to um, see it more seriously as they move along as well. Yeah, but it's also a way for you to serve and pay back, right? Because mm-hmm. people served you, and because yep. people served you, I think it. I think it just really humbles us as people, right? When mm-hmm. when we're not like able to go out and do everything ourselves because we're all that, you know. Um, when we get humbled, it does something to you in a good way. It really yep. does. I think just you know, going through those experiences that make you humble is probably the best gifts in our life, you know, right? At, 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 at is, um, and then there's, there's a little thing I say to it is that I wouldn't change it. Look, it sucked and was horrible. I wouldn't change it to where I am today. But the big thing is to anyone that's, anyone that's out there at the moment uh, consuming this content is don't wish that on yourself, though. Right, of course. Don't wish, don't wish to be humbled. Right. I, I wouldn't wish the, yeah. the, that darkest moment. I wouldn't yeah. wish on anyone in the world. I am grateful that it happened to me and I got out the other side and I am yeah. where I today. But I do not wish it on anyone. So don't sit there and go, okay, the world's going to humble me and I'm going to come out as this better human being and I'm going to save the world and I'm do all the rest of it. You can do that right now. I was just going to say you that. Can, yeah. You, can, you yeah. can make those steps and become the biggest version of yourself. And the way I explained it was before my brain tumor, I was on the top of the mountain looking down at people. Now I stand at the bottom of the mountain and I try and push people to the top. Right. And I don't want, and I no longer want to get to the top of the mountain. I do not want to be the person on the top anymore. And that's the pivot that I got. So my clients or the people that I help, and I make this joke that in two years time, I want to look at them as my inspiration. Right. I want my people that I'm trying to help to be further down the path and bigger than me because that's what they deserve. I had my I had my time. Right. And I I I, I had my party. I had my fun. Now's right. my time to allow, hopefully allow other people to have their time. Yeah, what it what it feels like to me is a pay it forward type of mm-hmm. behavior from you, right? An attitude from you that is like uh you know what somebody came to me when I was in my need and I'm now going to mm-hmm. come to you when you're in yours. And I think that's just the beauty of life. And honestly, the reason why I do this podcast, because I really do want to impact lives and I do it one at a time, just like you said, Mm. because you know what, Lawrence, the, the, they impact you, even if you were the one, right. But think about you now wanting to impact so many, right. Or wanting to Mm -hmm. impact even the one that is already shifting somebody's life. So imagine that one person who impacted you is actually impacting two or three or a hundred or 5,000 or whatever it is. And if we just focused on the one, 
we would we would go further than we think, right? It's like a, aim aim low to to gain much, right? And I think that's a 100%. that's that's beautiful. That's just absolutely beautiful. So I do have a personal question though. You ready? Yep. Okay. Very far. How are you and your wife? Everything good? We're good. Ah! <laughs> We're good. As good. Yes. As, as good Woo! as look, let's let's uh, as good as good as any couple can be, right? Yeah. Still, that's good. I still, I still have my moments. That's good. No, that's good though, because I mean that's a struggle, right? I think that's another mm -hmm. thing that people maybe don't think about, like, oh, you know, Lawrence went through so much, but so did the family. Yeah. You know, so did the family, right? Your wife, your kids. How old are your kids? Mm -hmm. Uh daughter's 14 and my son's eleven. Okay. So yeah. So, so yeah. yeah. So they were so old enough also to see you going through this. Yeah. yeah it, it's it's what it is. One of it has become one of the the pieces of working through that. Um, mm -hmm. Again, um, adult to adult, there, there can be that understanding and realization. Young kids, it's a little bit different. Um, yeah. The 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 energetic, happy, continuous, always happy. That was the joke. I was always happy um, before that, and now because of this, I'm. I'm partially happy. Let's say that, right? right? Um, so understanding how, hey, that is not not that is not feeling good too good today. Or giving me space and trying to teach them to understand their boundaries while they're trying to learn as young kids and young teenagers yeah. their own boundaries. And right. now there's almost like another another situation in the household. They've got to do that as well. Right. But that's okay because that's life, mm -hmm. right? Life throws yeah. us a bunch of curveballs. So if they can learn that now, it's going to serve mm -hmm. them well. It's going to serve them totally. well, right? Yeah. I really, really love everything about you. I'm so glad you came <laughs> on my show. I'm so glad we had this conversation because it really warms my heart. It blesses me. It also, you know, really has, uh, I, I gained a bunch of respect for you in this conversation because something that, you know, you could have definitely, um, you know, gone through the struggle, taking it on and just kept going on with your life and instead mm -hmm. have said, you know what? And this is like, guys, think about this. This is 2019. That was not that. It just wasn't yeah. that long ago. We're just talking mm -hmm. about two, three years. It's not long. So on top yeah. of that, you decided that, you know what? Yeah, I've had this traumatic experience. I've had, you know, I'm still going through it. And yet you decided to serve people you know, in, in your community or, or people mm. around for free, you've decided to pour into others and you're still deciding to do it because even if you're charging a small fee or whatever that is, that's nothing compared to mm. what you're going to be receiving, what they're going to be receiving. You know what I mean? percent. And I can't wait to see you on the stages because I already know it's coming. I know it's coming. <laughs> so Lawrence. I'd, I'd, I'd rather be behind the stage. I'll yeah, I know, but you're going to be pushed out there. I just know <laughs> it. You're, you're just too magnetic. I'm sorry to tell you. <laughs> so, but you know what, Lawrence, I, I really appreciate you. And I, I appreciate what you're doing in the world. And I truly honor the way you're impacting lives. Thank you for Thanks. all of that. Honestly, thank awesome. you. Thanks and so before I let you go, because I have to, I guess, you know, um, before I let you go, please tell us how we can support you. Like, how do we, you know, support your social media or have people work with you, all of that stuff. So give us all that information. Um, so obviously, uh, Lawrence Lotz, I believe there's only two of us with my spelling in the world. There's me in Auckland, New Zealand. There's an older gentleman in the States. So if you search it up, you will find me on any social platform that you prefer. Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, TikTok, whichever place. Um, I'm most active on Instagram. Um, so if you wanted to reach out to me, uh, Instagram and LinkedIn is sort of where I'm most active on the sense of if you want to reach out, just just send me a DM. By all means, I don't mind sliding into the DMs and, and hit me up and say, hey, I saw, I saw you on the show. 
I'd love to have a chat. Whether you want to have a chat and bounce something off, whether you want to just say, reach out and say, hey, I'm not feeling it today. You know, by all means, if I'm free, I'll jump on a call instantly, no matter where we are in the world, and we can chat sort of thing through. Uh-huh. Or if you want to talk about uh, business relationships and maybe some stuff and insights around your brand to my brand and further, please just uh, throw, it, throw it my way. Just keep hitting me up. Wow, Lawrence, thank you so much. Thank you for serving the world, and thank you for being on Straight Talk. I'm I'm really grateful. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Guys, I know. I know. You love him, right? I told you. I knew that this guy would be absolutely amazing. I love his story. I love everything about him, his energy, the whole thing. So make sure you guys hit him up. I'm going to put all of his stuff in the show notes so that you know how to reach out to him. I just can't tell you how blessed I feel when I have these kind of conversations with amazing humans. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening. You are the best, okay? I have the best podcasting community ever. I really do. And I appreciate you guys being on here. Make sure you go on to winject.com slash register, W-I-N-J-E-C-T dot com slash register and register for my free community because I want to be really um, connected with you and I want us to brainstorm and be with each other and connect in a deeper way. If you are looking for coaching, please make sure that you also email me at hello at straighttalknosugaredit.com. I work with women and I help them develop that business that they are envisioning in their hearts so that they can win. Thank you guys so much for being here. Love you, love you, love you. This is Dina Perez, Straight Talk, No Sugar Added. Until next. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, Bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.